Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Okay. So you Christmas salmon, right? Genesis 3.15. Genesis 3.15. Christmas Christmas what? Genesis 3.15. Genesis 3.15. Hallelujah. Genesis 3, verse 15. Then Isaiah 7.14. Are we there? Can we open our own um, devices while waiting for the screen? Genesis 3.15. If you are there, say I'm there. You can do NKJV, it's fine. NKJV, anyone is fine, but you can do NKJV. NKJV. Want to go? And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and our seed. It shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. All right? If you look at that verse now, you will see. And between your seed, small letter S, and a seed, capital letter S. To show that people that, that, that interpreted the Bible, that wrote the NKJV, they believe that the seed here speaks about Christ. All right? You shall bruise E, capital letter E again. You shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise E, capital letter H, is heel. All right? So, God from beginning spoke about the seed of the woman. Hallelujah. And that seed is Christ. Now, we know that, you know, um, women don't have seed. That is men that produce the seed. Right? So, speaking here about the seed of the woman, he was speaking about a virgin birth without, you know, without a man's um, effort. What's your mommy? <laughs> Hallelujah. So, God spoke from the beginning that the seed of the woman... All right, will pay the price for sin and give the devil a fatal blow. All right, uh, he will bruise his head and he will bruise his ear. Now it's different. If I eat your head, game over. All right, so that the seed of the woman, okay, Christ, will deal sin, the devil, a fatal blow. Isaiah seven fourteen. Isaiah seven fourteen. Isaiah seven fourteen. The Lord Himself shall give you a sign. The virgin shall conceive and give birth to a son. Are we there? Isaiah 7, 14. Let's open it together. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Hallelujah. All right? The Lord himself will give you a sign. A sign of the Messiah, right? That you will see a virgin. A virgin will conceive, all right? And this, this is top-tier miracle. It's top-tier miracle. So it was telling us that this miracle of all time that will never happen again, all right, is the sign of the birth of the Messiah. The virgin will conceive, amen? You know, some, 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 not some weak, 
some funny guy say this, this virgin here means um, female. You know, female. You know, it doesn't mean virgin as in virgin. But the word virgin here is not just, when the Bible says virgin, to mean a lady. The virgin here means, you know, virgin, virgin, virgin. What we call virgin our day. Amen. Just talking to you. Don't worry. <laughs> All right? That the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Okay? That you will know, you'll know the Emmanuel, God with us, being better to the world by the virgin conceiving and bearing a son. So God spoke these things ahead of time before they happened. All right? Isaiah 9, 6, 7. Isaiah 9, 6 to 7. Isaiah 9, 6 to 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isaiah 9, 6 to 7. In Jesus' name, you have to miss him. Mom, where? Isaiah 9, 6 to 7. Hallelujah. Verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the word, the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7. Of the word, of his government and peace. Let's, 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 let's take it back a bit. Verse 6 says, you know, and the word, the government shall be upon his shoulder. Alright? Verse 7 says, as the government increases, peace will increase. I like that so much. Uh, as his government increases, verse 7, peace increases. You know, we are in days when people argue not important arguments that are inconsequential. Now, when people talk about, about the dominion mandate, I don't know why it triggers Christians. But that's a trigger believers. Why, 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 why do, why does, why? Now, when we see here in scripture, it says, government of the world will be upon his shoulder. It's in scripture. It will be upon his shoulder. And we, as the body of Christ, we are the shoulder. Hallelujah. Are you getting that? So, we, we are the ones that, we, that, that, would, that, would, that would, you know, that, that should lead, that should ensure that God's government reigns upon the earth. So, as we spread, you know, in influence, all right, in teaching, in preaching, getting people saved and discipled, and in, you know, practical influence, there will be a spread of peace. So, when you see a world where there is no peace, there is war, chaos everywhere, fighting and uh, poverty everywhere, inflation, you know, scatter, scatter everywhere, you know, amen. I bought chicken, I think yes, let's... <laughs> all right? It is because, it is because the government is not on the shoulder. We are not, we are not deliberately making change happen. We are not deliberately influencing our world. Okay? It is through us that God will reign on the earth. Amen. It's when we reign as sons that good values and peace will reign. Alright? It is through us. We are the hope of this world. Not the hope of heaven. Heaven does not need you. Does not need your help. You know that? Heaven, there is peace there, you know. There is prosperity there, all right? But we are the hope of this world. It is through us that the government of God will spread and have impacts in our world, all right? So as we play our part in preaching, okay, getting people saved, and in, you know, deliberately, consciously rising in life, 
in your career, in your, in, your, in your space of influence, as you rise and become influential, God's kingdom will be seen where you are. God's plan is that where you are, his government is seen. Anywhere you are, you are his government. Well, I think that movie, you are government. That's the plan. You are the government talking about. You are government. Amen. That's a good name, government. Jobba, yeah. Every believer should be on your, your forehead, the jobba. And it's the truth. You are a jobba, you are his kingdom. So, it is through us that the world will see the kingdom of God. So, and it begins with you. That his kingdom is seen in your life. It's not really a prayer point. It's, 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 it's a it's step by step growing the knowledge of Christ and living it out. All right? Hallelujah. Okay? And of peace, there will be no, no end. Look at this. He will reign on David's throne. And what? Together? Over his kingdom, establishing and upholding with justice and what? Righteousness. From that time on and forever. Look at this. The zeal, not almighty, will accomplish this. He says, he will reign for later on in eternity. Come on, guys. Will he, when will he reign in eternity? He says, he will reign from now on and forever. So, the reign of Christ began already. Hallelujah. It's not what we happen. It's what, what was already happening. So, his reign has what began. So, it is us. We are the reign of Christ. If you think that God is planning to reign on earth from heaven, you are mistaken. After Christ has done, you know, preaching of sins, suffered and died, raised up from the dead, he sat down. Not to means my job has finished, your turn. Bible says he sat down. When someone says I have sat down, it means that I have finished my work, now you move. So, if you are there waiting for Christ to fix Nigeria from heaven, you are just, you will be there. Follow that prayer point of, you know, God will do it. He will not do nothing. What he will do is what he will do through you. So, if you make no move, God makes no move. Do you understand? We are the ones that will reign on earth. So, he reigns on earth through us. And that reign already began. So, how far the reign goes depends on us, his children. How far the reign of Christ goes on the earth depends on us, his children, what we do, what he has given us. Christ gave us his spirit and sat down. Meaning that from now on, you walk by the spirit within to execute my government. So, all your prayers are not really about what God will do. They're about what will God tell me to do. They're about what will God do through me. Amen. If you will rise in life, oh, your prayer must land in what God will do through you. Someone is believing for money. I'm praying, Lord, money, money, money. That money will not come. You know, when you learn faith as, as you know, baby faith, baby faith tells you, I'll just pick money, just get a lot. If it works once, it'll work again. We know, Abby. Then you can just work once. Ah, someone just calls from afar. Your uncle just calls you and says, take 10K. But it doesn't work every day. So, what faith should make you do? Number one, if you are broke and stuck, like really, really broke, no hope, should, faith should tell you to call Baba Abeg, I need 5K. Uh, amen. That's level one. Not that I'm waiting for miraculous 5K to account to not come. It's not a curse. Okay? Faith should tell you to call for help today. Amen. That's not bad, too. That's not bad. Needing help is not bad. But staying needing help is very challenges. Do you understand? 
Faith Shotona tell you what to do to not need help tomorrow morning. At least not tomorrow, but you know, in a three months time. What to do to get you ahead? God did not do magical. He does miracles, not magic. Miracle, 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 Jesus, right? Uh, but it's not magic. Miracle is not magic. You can reproduce miracles. Hallelujah. Now you cannot reproduce miracles, but magic is, you know, it's luck. If you know, if you know happen again, you know. But we walk by what can be recreated. All right? Hallelujah. All right. Let's go together. Let's, let's finish it, okay? Okay, we are done. We are done there. We are done there. We are done there. All right. Matthew 1. From verse 16. Matthew 1 from verse 16. Do we see that before Christ came, God finished the plan already before he began the plan? God finished the plan before he began the plan. God finished the plan many years ago before he began working on it. So, you know, when would people see faith as spontaneous, the spirit man just flows spontaneously. Amen. Um, I'm spiritual. I just flow. Spontaneous flow. Amen. No. God, Father of all spirits, most spiritual, had a plan that he planned for thousands of years. You see that? So, mature faith plans. Mature faith finishes first on paper before beginning in real life. Mature faith gets the job done first on paper. God planned everything and spoke about the plan way ahead and then chilled for, for, for perfect timing to execute it. Even that time he told us, he told us what was going to happen, told Daniel, the exact year. It wasn't just random. It was according to a divine plan. So, to live your life randomly, spontaneously, is not fit. Now, it can be babyhood faith, but it cannot get you far. Amen. So being spontaneous cannot get you far. The mature faith, mature spiritual people will plan from beginning to the end and begin to do it. So that way, a plan doesn't make you. Not, you see, planning is faith. That's real, real faith. Real mature faith is planning. Okay? We will do this. We will then do that. That will not happen. We will then do this. When that happens, we will not do this. That is mature spirit being. Mature spiritual man is a planner. Hallelujah. So, if we will reign as sons of God, we must begin to grow and operate in mature faith. Mature faith. Plan your year. Okay? By faith and by, 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 the, by the help of the Spirit. By the Spirit's foresight. You can see far by the spirit and plan it. That's the idea. So God been able to see the end from the beginning, plant what will happen about the sun comes to the world. So it means that being able to see far and to plant far is spiritual maturity. Hallelujah. So you can plan. All right? Yeah, Matthew 1, 16, 25. Matthew 1, from 16, 25. So again, just for emphasis, if you think you're suddenly blown by faith in Christ Jesus, is a lie, you're a sick. This must ring clear in your head. There is no sudden blow in Jesus. Amen now. You will plan 
you will take action. Things will grow and then, you know, and then tip. All right? But you'll be, you'll be able to show working. When they ask how you, how do you do it, it's not just, not just not grace, you know. You will tell them how grace did it. Do you understand? Not just, ah, what happened? Now grace, so the person stole the money. The person stole it. When they cannot say they did it, they stole it. It's someone, you know, something is shaded here. But if you truly rose in life by, you know, through God's help, you have to say, okay, I did that. I did that. I did that. And that worked. That is mature faith. So, your tomorrow is not, is not in some random act of God. It's in the act of God today that is helping you to plan and take action. Some people really forgot to them with a lottery. So every day they play Naira bet in faith. They are prayerfully playing Naira bet. Prayerfully. Hoping that the one they just eat five million. Ask around you. How many people that play like you has won five million? That should let you know how far, how far your plan is. No, just really sad. Ask them. Ask all the people you know who has won five M here. Hallelujah. Guy, yeah, Matthew 1, that's his money. Matthew 1, from verse 16. It's Christmas sermon, huh? All right. Okay. Once we go, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Verse 17. Thus, there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, yeah, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. You see that? See the calculation? 14, 14, 14. Meaning, it was, it was not random. It was planned. 14, 14. Number of years, number of generations was planned by God. God planned the coming of his son. God is a planning God. All right? Verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Verse 19. Yeah. Was faithful to the law. I did not want to expose her to the public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. Look at the circle divorce. All right? 20. He had considered this. Continue. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 21. She will give birth to a son and to give him the name Jesus because it will save his people from their sins. 22. All this took place to what fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. 23, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. 24, yeah, and took Mary home as his wife. 25, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and they gave him the name Jesus. So the Bible says that you know that Joseph did not want to divorce her, he wanted to divorce her, but not make you know, not make a public thing about it. But wanted to divorce. But it looked as yeah, as though they were not fully married. What are they, what are they divorcing? Now, in their culture, they had two steps of marriage: betrothal and then consummation. So betrothal is like step one. You are married, 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 but not no sex yet. So it's two, two ceremonies apart from each other. So let's say, for example. Um, betrothal in, for example, June, you know, married maybe in 
August. I don't know how long they, they took, but you get points. So there's separate there's separation between betrothal, which was to them, you know, as real as we married. In fact, look at this. At that point, okay, you know, it showed that any child from from her, okay, was his. Okay, you get. At that point, we were married such that you know whatever comes from her now is is is. Do you understand? But between then, between then, okay, and the consummation, Christ came into our womb. This, this is why it's important. For, for, for Jesus to be son of David, he had to come through David's lineage, through Joseph. But at the same time, he couldn't have slept off before he became pregnant. Do you understand? So, so that to come in that window between betrothal and consummation. You see that? So God made a law many years back for one purpose. You get that? God gave them a law of marriage from the beginning only for one purpose. That the time will come when his son will come in between that window. It had to be in that window. So it must be betrothed to, to, to Joseph to say the child will be the child of David. But also not be consummated so that it can be clear that this child was born, you know, virgin birth by the Spirit. God planned this thing well. Hallelujah. So, you know, virgin birth to show that, okay, this child is not just like, like another child. So give us a sign that the child born is God. Glory to Jesus. Luke 1. From 26. Luke 1 from 26. Okay, once to go, in the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. 28, the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. 29, Mary was greatly troubled at his words, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. 30. Yeah. Do not be afraid, Mary. If you have found favor with God. 31. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you have to call him Jesus. 32. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. 34. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin. 35. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so that the only one to be born will be called the Son of God. 36. Yeah. Go on, go on, go on. Whoosh. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel. Let's do that in Let's do that in Oh, bank one in KJV. Okay, the Papa was bank one. There is something to it. There is something to it in KJV. There is seven first. Nothing will be impossible. 
So when people say, you know, have you say a virgin will conceive? Eh, this is the idea that with God, nothing will be impossible. Hallelujah. They were, we are explaining what God, what God did. So when man says it's not possible, that's the idea. It's to show that God this one, and a child born is God. It's to show that this one is a, it's, it's not, it's not a normal situation. This is the act of God in operation. 38. 38. Then Mary said, Behold the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. All right. All right. So again, we see clearly, okay, that the child born, was like another child, was conceived by the work of the Spirit. Okay? The Lord overshadowed her, and she conceived, you know, and bore a son, and they named him Jesus, according to what was written in the prophets way before his time. All right? So, the child that is born is God. God took on flesh and lived amongst us. Hallelujah. People say, you know, um, maybe Mary was lying. That's a bad lie to tell. For it to lie, that's be, that's be a, a motive and a reward. Not pain. Amen. For you to lie, guys, when we lie, I don't lie, Shabbat. When, when does that lie? When they lie. All right? There has to be a motive, right? And a reward. So, what would this lie have ended? Yeah. Shame, all true. Number one, all our life. Shame. Number two, they could have stoned her to death. It's in their law. You can stone an, an adulterous person to death. It's in Leviticus or Deuteronomy. To stone them to death. Hallelujah. So, they, they, there was no gain from this lie. All her life, she would be that woman that, that said that said that Holy Ghost gave her belly. Yeah. And even Christ was dragged in scripture somewhere. He was dragged in John. They're like, we know our father. Who is your father? Yeah. You know our father. Who is your own father? It's in John. Read your Bibles. Who is your father? All right. So, this kind of lie would have been a costly lie to lie. This lie brought us shame and a child shame all through their lives. Hallelujah. To not even save your mother that God gave you pregnancy. No, it's just straight, straight stoning. Straight stoning. Straight, straight. It's straight stoning, all right? Can lie another lie, but to say God, the only spirit that shadowed you, it is straight stone. All right? So there was nothing, there, there was no, the lie could not, could not protect her. Hallelujah. Some also believe that, okay, that Christ was born, you know, of virgin birth, and that by so doing, um, he escaped the sin nature. All right? I will explain that. That by being born without a man's um, participation, he escaped the sin nature. Now, there's a challenge with that thinking. Okay, it's not, it's not, nece not necessarily wrong, but it comes to the challenge. It, it implies that sin is transferred through, through, through spam. That's, that's the meaning. Help me now. So, yeah, it means that sin is transferred through, through a man's seed. And um, that thinking is difficult to prove, but not impossible to prove. Let me explain why. Now, in your children are your genes. And genes shows in behavior, not just look. Genes shows in temperament. Come on, guys. Yeah. That you see a young child of a few months acting some way that, bye bye, Lufijo. 
when you, when you, when you, when you do, so, do some research, you see that, okay, that's, that gene affects temperaments. So it's also possible, it's very possible, that maybe we'll later find that, you know, a mass that actually produces some level of behavior. So it's not impossible to prove. Difficult, but not impossible. But we know that Christ was a sinless man, okay? But we might not be able to prove sure that it's because he wasn't born through a man's Yeah. Thank you. Not you see it, but <laughs> Hallelujah. All right? But yeah, it's not impossible, okay? Because in science, we know parents transfer temperaments to their children. Hallelujah. John 1. John 1. From verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. It was with God in the beginning. Yeah, I'm reading my mind and I'm reading together. You know, I'm just coming. <laughs> Verse 3. We're made through Him. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. Alright? In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. Verse 5. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Verse 7, this man came for a witness, to be a witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Go on. That was, was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Keep going. Yeah. Hmm. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. 13. Who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. Verse 14. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and will be held his glory, the glory as of the only because of the Father, full of grace. Hallelujah. So he says this eternal word that was with God, that, that has always been in the beginning before creation. That's the idea. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. Meaning that they did not at some point give birth to the word. Do you understand? The word was with God, eternally with God. And the word was God. The word is God. Alright? It says all things were made through him. Okay? And that was made that was made without him. Meaning that it's not a creation. But part of the, cre part of the creator, as in, he, he made the world. It was not made, but rather, he made the world. He says, this word that was with God, this word that is God, okay, now took on flesh. Are we together this morning? The word, a person, the word, a person who is God, took on flesh and then dwelt amongst us. That this man called Christ isn't just, you know, any other regular guy. That he is God. That he is God that took on flesh. That he didn't just begin to exist when Mary gave birth to a child. No, the word took on. Meaning the word was before flesh. The word took on flesh and then lived amongst us. Hallelujah. That we saw his glory. Hallelujah. We lived with him. We saw him. We heard with him. We touched him. That God, you know, came and came in form of a child. 
You know when Mary was wiping his bum? Oh, mama, this is, this is, this is Yeshua. You know how, how big this is? Jesus, sit down there. Sit down on that chair. I am your mother. Yeah. Wonderful stuff, right? Yeah. Hallelujah. When he cried, oh, if I should be like, this is my Lord Master. The word took on flesh and lived amongst us. Hallelujah. So, in Christ, we see the character of God. Christ, God took on flesh so that we can see in him the character of God. Hebrews 1. I will end this morning. Hebrews 1. Why did he come? Let's do one to one to three. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, verse two, as in his last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Verse three, who being the brothers of his glory, look at this, the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right of the majesty on high. Look at this. He says, who being the, word, the brightness of his glory. Look at this. And the express image of his person. The image there is what icon. It means to reflect something. You know, it's not, it's not just a, a look alike, but an exact, exact replica, an exact replica of something. So he came to show us the character of God. So if you wonder if God is good, look at Jesus. If you wonder if God loves, look at Jesus. Look at how we loved, how we healed, how we cared. So someone, you know, someone sinned, you know, and they said they caught her in the act of adultery. And they said, Moses says, stone to death. You, what will you do? Hallelujah. But he showed them the act, the acts of God by giving mercy. So we'll see the mercy of God in Jesus. So you wonder if God is wicked, look at Jesus. If it's kind, look at Jesus. In Jesus, we see the character of God. Two disciples came and said, you know, they, in this time that went, they bounced us. Call fire to burn them like Elijah did. And he says, you don't know what manner of spirit you are of. So, Christ would not call down fire to show that God doesn't burn his enemies with fire. God catch him. No, God did not catch him. Amen. So, Christ reveals to us the character of God went about doing good to show us that God is in the good things, not in the bad things. Hallelujah. That we know God is there because it's a good thing. Don't we say, ah, there's, there's a fire, so an act of God. It's not an act of God. Christ shows us the act of God. He came to heal, to deliver, to bless. The devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So why you see destruction is the act of the devil, not an act of God. Colossians 1. Colossians 1. He came to show us the character of God. Verse 14 to 20. Colossians 
Colossians 1, from verse 14 to 20. In whom we have got redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Verse 15 is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Again, is the image. You know, we, we can't see the Father, but we have seen the Son. So, we want to know, I want to know what the Father is like. We look at the Son that we have seen. So, is the image of the invisible God. So, it, it tells us what God is like. It shows us what God is like. So, I want to wonder how God thinks again. I look at Jesus. So, what Christ would not do, the Father would not do. Amen. What Jesus would not do, the Father would not do. If you're ever wondering, you know, all the, all the sisters, you know, the covenant, how this person, the other person died, ah, Jesus can tell you, you want to see the Father, look at me. So if you, if you look at anything in Scripture, I'm wondering, how could, God be so, how could God be so wicked? Leave it first, come back and look at Jesus. In Jesus, we know the character of God. Men may mistreat God and say God sent fire to kill him. But it's why God sent his son. Because his son cannot be misread. Hallelujah. His son displayed the father. So we derive something like, you know, um, and, and, and the spirit of the person came from, came, from, came from God to Saul. Chill first. Chill. 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 Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Hallelujah. So when you're about, about, about the scripture, go and see Jesus. In Christ, we'll see the character of God displayed clearly. Hallelujah. Is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over our creation. Verse 16. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, principalities or powers, all were created through him and for him. Verse 17. And is before all things, and in him all things consist. Verse 18. And is the head of the body of the church, was the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. 20. And by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. So number one, he came to show his character of God. Number two, he came to pay the price for our sins. Now, only a man, follow me, can pay the price for man's sins. Not, not a goat or a chicken. Amen. So, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not fair value to say, you know, so, so that snake shall die, so that snake should die. You don't kill a lamb or a goat to cover it up. A lamb cannot, is not worth a man's life. Do you understand? So, to kill a goat, it means that from a sinner, I can buy many goats, no problem. Amen now. It means just to get goats. You know, I still want billion buy five goats. You know, that's not fair value. All right. So goats and that's cannot be the price for man's sins. Only a man, only a man, only a soul of a man can pay the price of this, of this for the soul of a man. So it had to be a man that will pay the price for sin. All right. So Christ had to come as a man. Now, man that will pay for sin also has to be a sinless man. Otherwise, the price he will pay with the, with the price for his own sin. Do you understand? So if he was a sinful man and he died, the price he would pay would be the price for his own sin. So it had to be a sinless man so that the price he paid would not be for his own sin, for the sins of the rest of the world. So it's why he had to be both be man and then also both be God because only God is sinless. 
That's why Christ, fully man and yet fully God. Fully man to be for us a faithful high priest. Hallelujah. Fully God also to be spotless and be a body sacrifice for our sins. So God planned this thing well. It's not random. All belief is not random. It's rational. It's logical. Glory to Jesus. Through one man, sin came to the world. Through another man also came righteousness. Hallelujah. Through Adam, sin came. Through Christ, righteousness came. It had to come through a man, through a person. Glory to Jesus. Romans 5. From verse 12. Are we there? Want to go? Therefore, just as through one man, sin that the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin. Verse 13. Read like you went to school. Yeah. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Who is a type of him who was to come? Verse 15. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Verse 16. And the gift is not like, yeah. Yep. But the gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through one man. Yeah. Verse 18. Resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteousness, yeah, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Verse 19. Many were made sinners. Also, by one man's obedience, many were made righteous. 20. Grace, much, yeah. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ. So it's over and over again that Romans can make reference to one man, Adam, one man, Christ. Adam did this, Christ did this. Adam did that, so Christ did this. Alright? To show that they both had to be men. Now, not men as a male gender, but they both had to be, you know, humans. Hallelujah. So that once one man spot and that man can repair. He had to come as a man. So even though fully God, yet he was fully man. Hallelujah. Good son. Only home. Correct. Fully God, yet fully man. So, in the early, early days of the church, you know, there was now a group of people that we call Arians, okay? Led by Father Arian. A-R-I-A-N. They began to teach, okay, that Christ was not God. He said Christ was a special man, but not God. You know, 
So that became special man, but not God, okay? You know, that now became a major, became a major, a major battle. In fact, you know, some people say that, that during one of their debates, Father Athanasius got up and slapped him. They argued so much, you know, church argument, father to father. Got up and poof. All right? It was that deep. Amen. But we'll see clearly in scripture, okay, that Jesus is God. And told them in John 8, before Abraham was a yam. So to make, it's everywhere in scripture. So it, it, it is hard to read the Bible and say Jesus is not God. So, they had a meeting, okay? The Council of Nicaea, where fathers from all over the world came together to debate, to debate the Godship, the Lordship of Jesus. All right? So, after, after several, several talk, conversations, they agreed together on what we call the Nicene Creed. Heard that before? Nicene Creed. Yeah. So, Nicene Creed, you know, Catholic boys know it very well. We should all know it because after this year over and over again. Uh-huh. So, we should know it. Alright, so the Nicene Creed is what they agreed on, okay, based on their debate of scripture, what they agreed on ab- about Jesus, about our faith. Amen. Can we have it on the screen right now? Technical? Take it together, the Nicene Creed. Read it together, okay, from the beginning. Alright? First line, we believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of what that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the... Please pause. Begotten here is not... The Father gave birth to him. Begotten is from a Greek word named mono, called monogenes. Monogenes means it's, it's, not, it's not mono, one, gene. Monogene. Meaning that they share the same gene of the same stock, of the same gene, of the same stock, to show that the Father and the Son are of the same substance. It does not mean that they gave birth to Jesus. Okay? It's, they are of the same substance, of the same stock. To show that the Father and the Son are one. Not inferior, not superior. One. Alright? Continue. God from God. Light from light. True God from true God. Begotten, not made. Of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. All right? For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven. And is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. Go on. From the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken to the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Please pause. Catholic does not mean Roman Catholic church. Means universal church, means universal church of Christ, okay? It means the one church that we're all saved into. It's not, it's not a Catholic church, all right? It's the universal. Catholic there means universal. Leave the, leave the bubble. It's <laughs> universal church that we all belong to. Because we are saved and we are in Christ that we all belong to. So, so we believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, all right? We acknowledge the, yeah, for the forgiveness of sins, 
We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Hallelujah. So this is what we believe. This is what we believe based on what scripture has said. And our faith is not, it's not just mere faith. It's not faith in faith's sake. It is faith that is, that, that is, is rational. It is true. It is solid. Amen. So we don't believe in Christ, in Christ because religious is my religion. No. Not just your religion. God took on flesh. Which other religion did God take on flesh? Amen. Who else can boast to say, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Which, which of them again can say they live the sinless life? Even them, they say that Jesus was sinless. It's in their book. That Jesus, Isa, right? <laughs> that Isa, the current predecessor, was sinless. Now, if he was sinless, and no man is ever sinless, then you mean you are affirming that predecessor in quotes is God. When they told Christ, good master, can you call him? Because he says, why are you calling me good? Only one is good but God. You tell the person that, you are calling me good. You know, you know what it means? It means you are affirming that I am God. So, our faith is not just, it's not vibes. It's not just faith for faith's sake. It's not just a religion. This is it. This is it. It happened as God had said years back. Many years. So, so that you can be sure, so you can be clear that this thing is not just bobo. It is documented and it happened as written. So we see in the Psalms, wrote about, I, I, was, I was crucified, Psalm 22 is there. And he pierced his hands and his feet is there way before it happened. And it happened just as he said. There's that three also. I will suffer and rise up again. It's all, it all happened as he had said. So it is why not believing this is consequential. God gave us every sign for us to believe. The virgin conceived and bore a son. You cannot say just a religion. God took on flesh. You can't say just a religion. Things happened, as I said many years back, you cannot say it is just a religion. God put his hands all over this. He now went ahead to confirm it by diverse miracles. We have seen the blind see. We have seen the lame walk. We have even seen the dead raised. You cannot say you were not told. God gave you enough to make us questions. Amen. He gave every man enough for us to ask questions. Alright? You heard somewhere that one man's eyes were, was blind. A man saw. You heard that in one church, the dead was raised. God gave us all these things so that man can ask questions. How can this be? So we can go further to hear what's happening here. Then we'll see the hand of God, Jesus, in it. So, no man having heard all this Having seen all this, will be before God, guiltless of sin, if he doesn't accept Christ as his Messiah. You will not say we are not told. God will tell you, you heard, you read, you saw. You will add enough to make you ask questions. So, you should not think that, that you now reject the Son of God and, you know, be guiltless. The sin that condemns is not lying or stealing. The sin that condemns that you, you, you do not receive 
Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This is what we preach. This is what we believe. This is what saves us. So this morning, I want us to remember this. Our faith is not faith for faith's sake. It's not just, you know, I have faith. You can consider faith a stone. Okay? It's faith in real, real stuff in Jesus. Faith in God. Because also realize that if you are yet unsaved, you have heard the gospel. You are playing with eternity in hell. Alright? So with all eyes closed, let's give ourselves another chance, okay? To, to accept Christ to our lives this morning. So if you are here and you are saved, just tell him, thank you, Jesus. Ah, thank you for coming. Now to pray quietly, okay? I want to pray that prayer quietly. Let's give God thanks for your salvation. Thank you for taking on flesh. Wow, what a big deal. That God, maker of all things, took on flesh. Walked in this one kind world. <laughs> Was humiliated. People stoned him. Spat at him. Lied against him. Mocked him. He died a shameful death. Nailed to the cross naked. Thank him. Because he did all that and counted it worthy for us. Thank him. Remember again what you have believed. If you are here also, and haven't heard this, you have believed. If you have heard this and you have believed, you are born again. All right? Because we are saved by believing. By believing that Christ came to the world. God took on flesh. Suffered and died for our sins. Was buried, but rose again to give us a brand new life. So, if you believe this, and you then say with your mouth, confess him as the Lord of your life, you are born again. It is that simple. God has made it for us very simple. You believe and you confess and you are saved. You believe and you confess and you are saved. It's that simple. So right now, don't ask yourself, you know, but I, how will I leave that sin? That's, that's not what saves you. It's not even a sin that saves you. It's believing in Jesus and confessing as the Lord of your life that saves you. When you are now saved, it now begins to walk inside of you to wash out that sin from your life. So it is being saved that helps you to live a sinless life. You know, to live, to live a pure life for God. So don't ask yourself, ah, that sin, ah, that guy will still call me, that guy will still call me, that guy will still call me. We'll come to that matter, okay? But the first thing first, okay, is to accept Christ and accept his new life into your life. Dogs will bark. Cats will meow. Okay? So, to stop the dog from, from, from barking, that's go from being a dog something else. So, stop being a sinner and living in sin. You have to go from being a sinful man to being a new man in Christ. So, you come a new man in Christ, it's not by acting or trying. It's by believing. It's by believing. By believing in Jesus and questing with your mouth as the Lord of your life. So, if you are here in church this morning, with all heads bowed, alright, just put your hand on your chest. That's enough for me. Put your hands on your chest. We are online or offline. Say after me, Lord Jesus, I believe that you came to the world. You died for my sins. You were buried, but you rose again. In doing all this, 
you paid the price for my sins and you gave me a brand new life. This morning, I receive this offer of a brand new life. This morning, I am born again. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. And now, of course, I've said this, because I've, I've said that I believe this. I now have your spirit in my heart. Thank you, Father. Just let me have prayed. If you have said this prayer, it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. You might have felt nothing, but this is real. This is real. This is real. Okay? So if you want us to reach out to you to help you, you know, to help you walk this journey. After service, you'll see Chidera. She'll be standing right there after service. Can you reach out to her? If you are online, send us a mail to info at thiscreenchurch.org. Info at thiscreenchurch.org. So you can reach out to you and just walk through the steps with you. But I will thank you. Just then we have thought. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at this green church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that savior. You are light and life to your world. <laughs>